in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are now in the year of St. Joseph. We read in the Gospel of St. Luke how in the narrative when the child Jesus, 12 years old, went to Jerusalem with Joseph and Mary, the pilgrimage to the temple, and he was lost. After a couple of days, they found him. Mary advances and talks to her son in a very colloquial manner as a normal mother will talk to her son at home. Behold, your father and I has been looking for you anxiously. Your father and I. So she calls Joseph your father. And she gives preference to St. Joseph. He names his first, which is the usual thing a wife would say in respect and deference to her husband. Then later on, he says, and he went to uh, Nazareth with his parents. So Joseph and Mary are called the parents of Jesus. But we know that Joseph, our faith teaches us, that Joseph was not his father in the by carnal generation. It was not his biological father, we might say. So these words appear mysterious in the, in the lips of our mother. Now, when we talk about father, we know that it implies two possibilities. One is the biological fatherhood. Man is the father of his son, that's it, biological, doesn't mean that anything else afterward. Sometimes, well, the father abandons the family, but still is the father. Or it can be an adopted father. Now, the father is a legal procedure by which a man declares that from now on he considers that son that, that, that person, who is not his biological son, usually, as his son. It's a fiction. It's a legal fiction, but legal, of course. But neither of them fits in the figure of Joseph. The first is too much for him. The second, too little. Joseph was not the biological father of Jesus. It's part of our faith. Our Lady conceived the child Jesus, and that conception was virginal. She was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. But Joseph was not either the adopted, the putative is called, huh? so reputed as father or legally legal father by law. No. Because the figure of Joseph 
implies many more things that God the Father left in his hands as an assignment for him on behalf of God the Father. The duties of a father in the religion of Israel imply, and the Torah mentions, first to circumcise the son, which would make the son part of the people of God, the, the people of Israel, the people of the covenant. It belongs to the father, and together with it, to give a name to the son. Is exclusive prerogative of the father, and it indicates, whoever suggests the name, that he is the father. As an anecdote, you remember in the case of John the Baptist, when everybody was trying to call him Zechariah or any other name because the real father could not speak, you know, had lost the speech. And it was enough that Zechariah took a tablet and wrote, John is his name, and then Everybody was silent because they have to respect what the law indicates, the law of Moses in the Torah. Well, in the case of Joseph, God tells Joseph, you will call his name Jesus. It's like a God the Father delegating his prerogative of naming the son onto St. Joseph. So St. Joseph is... To put it this way, the delegate of God the Father, the shadow of God the Father, even in this small detail. The second duty is to redeem him. They redeem because uh, any uh, newborn son belonged to the Lord, so there was a ceremony of going to the temple to pay a tax, usually a, a lamb, and, and to rescue, to put it this way, symbolically, of course, the son from the service of Yahweh. Joseph did it. We have the ceremony of the presentation in the temple, and specifically Joseph is mentioned there. Another duty is to teach him, to give him instruction in the law of God. So we may guess that of course, we conclude that St. Joseph was teaching the child Jesus whatever he could about the, the law of God, the customs, the faith. Imagine a man teaching God. But that man, Joseph, was endorsed by the authority of God the Father. God the Father entrusted in him that task to educate him, to educate his son as human nature, in as man. Another duty of a father is to teach him a trade, and we see it clearly in the gospel. Joseph, carpenter, or whatever similar trade he might have had. And Jesus, just the same, when he comes back to Nazareth, everybody says, well, we know Joseph, we know him. Is he not the son of the carpenter? Is he not the carpenter himself? So we see there a continuity. Whatever trait Joseph had, he transmitted it to Jesus and taught him to use the saw and to use the hammer and to use whatever they were using. And then teaching God.
So you see that Joseph did a lot of chapter, but not only that, we're just beginning. Joseph gave so many non-material items to Jesus, such as tenderness, sense of authority, paternal authority, sense of identity. The, Bible, the Gospel specifically says that Jesus was growing in maturity. You know that sometimes there is a, a phenomenon of a people, a person, a man, who has grown without a father, had never known his father. And we know that very often that person is wounded. It's called the father's wound, because he had never known a father, no? because he was absent. There is a situation of emptiness in that person that persecutes the person all his life, even if he does not realize. is always with him, like a dark cloud, because he never knew what the father was all about. God the Father, who had an infinite love for God the Son, did not want his son, his beloved son, he said, to grow in that emptiness. And his delegate was again Joseph. So you see, Joseph gave the child of many more things that are uncountable, that he cannot just itemize. In other words, we can say that Joseph gave has a relationship with the child Jesus and gave him everything that the father, a good father, could give to his son, except that he was without losing his virginity because God wanted it that way. So we have to look at it in this way. God gave Joseph all that belongs to a father without loss of his virginity because he did not share in the natural conception of Jesus, because he was supernatural, virginal. The child Jesus, his human nature was perfect, we are told, need to experience, and in fact he experienced, the tenderness of a father, moreover the tenderness of God in Joseph. He could not touch God the Father as man when he was with the human nature, but he experienced it through Joseph. So Joseph was the conduit of God the Father's tenderness towards Jesus. We can put it together, what we read in the prophet Hosea, I taught Ephraim to walk. I took him in my arms, but they didn't know that I was taking care of them. I was attracting him to myself with bonds and love. Jesus, feeling the tenderness of God the Father through Jesus. God loves us, each one of us, with great tenderness. But how can a person feel that tenderness of God the Father? Well, normally we experience it through our parents.
they are images like icons of God the Father and his tenderness. Now, in the case of Jesus, he did so from Joseph. He experienced the, the tenderness of God the Father through Joseph and through Mary. Joseph was a reflection of the paternity of God, a shadow of his love, of his infinite love. Jesus did not grow with that emptiness of not feeling the presence of a father that gave him fortitude, sense of authority. That's why we are told, and he was under them, Jesus, under Joseph and Mary. A father who gave him sense of approval when he finished well. Father will understand him. We all need a father to feel ourselves affirmed in our identity. The children need that reference of a father. The boys more than the, the girls even. Because the tenderness of a father helps the boy to identify himself, to, to find his own identity as a human being. Jesus growing with his father, knowing the tenderness of his father and his mother, and seeing them loving each other. Joseph loved Mary. And this is also very important for a child to realize, even, even without making any strange thing, to see that the father loves his mother, that they are not separated. This has a great importance nowadays to reflect on St. Joseph as a father in conduit of the tenderness of God the Father for Jesus. Let us ask our mother that she continue helping us to understand the figure of Joseph, to seek his protection, to love him more and more. <laughs>